unexplained and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Oh my gosh! It's another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Collett, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, the unbelievable, the mystical, the magical, the macabre. New England's own Van Helsink. And with me, of course, is my blonde Morticia. <laughs> Morticia? The blonde bombshell herself, Ann Carrigan. She looks pretty good. I wouldn't mind being Morticia. I, exactly. <laughs> You look like Mary Tyler Moore. Well, good evening. Oh, God bless Mary Tyler Moore. Good evening, everybody. How are you? We're right back. Here. Right, here, right, here on, right here. Where are we? Right <laughs> here on ebctv.org and TojiNet. So if you're not watching us, you could go on either of those places, and there we are. That's right. In all my lovely glory. Yes. So, anyways, what are we doing today? I think that we are. We want to spill the beans on the show right now. We're going to tell them. I don't know. You can chit chat if you so want. We're going to I think it says something. The thing chit chat. It says chitter chatter. Yeah, okay, so <laughs> so we got a lot of reviews of our show last last uh, month. We did. Yep. Yeah, we have um, we have about uh, twenty communities that carry across it. the yeah. United States. So what what, what carrying of, our show? What part of the show you think was really good? Oh, it had to be Ron's. Panty predictions, I think. Or no, it wasn't mine. It was from a, uh, an official. Like that. Oh, it was underwear. I'm, I'm underwear. Sorry. underwear. I'm sorry. It was underwear colors. Underwear, underwear colors. What your underwear colors mean? So now, what this has show, to do with the paranormal? I have so absolutely no predictions, idea. What we're going to do oh, tonight? Oh, predictions. Right, yes. Predictions. Okay. So, you know, according to leading paniologists, that was what the color of the. Why are we revisiting this? I don't know. All right. So tonight, chit chat. All right. Well, tonight we are going to do a show. We're going to do a show about ruins. 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 Just something. It's not ruins. Oh, I got an archaeologist on the show. I thought we were doing ruins. <laughs> oh, man. Ruins. 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 We have never done a show about runes. Like I know ruins. absolutely bupkis about runes. So That's I am going to learn a lot tonight. Maybe. But before we learn a lot about runes, we are going to have a little cemetery tripping. Oh, yes. And this month, I did something a little bit different. Really? You amused us? I, <laughs> I decided that I would do a cemetery bucket list. So, Russ, could you please run my cemetery bucket list? Welcome to Cemetery Tripping, where I will feature a different cemetery in each episode that I hope you will seek out and enjoy as much as I do. As an avid or lover of tombstones, I spend a lot of time in the local New England area in the beautiful and historic cemeteries we have here. The stones here are like no others, and I have literally thousands of pictures of the intricate and symbolic carvings found on them. You can see my pictures on Facebook by doing a search for Cemetery Tripping. I was recently asked what cemeteries are on my bucket list. I hesitated at first, 
because there are so many cemeteries and so little time. So I decided to compile a list of my top 10 choices. However, due to time constraints, I will give you the first five on this episode and continue with the next five next month. Moving from local to international locations. Number 10, Old Burial Hill, Marblehead, Mass. This historic cemetery dates from 1638 and is one of the oldest in the country. It contains the amazing tombstone of Susanna Jane with a carving unlike any I have ever seen. Carved by Henry Christian Geyer, the tall tombstone bears the central image of a skeleton in a wisp of robe with a crown of laurels on its skull. In one hand it holds a sun, in the other a moon which has deteriorated over the years. A scythe curves behind its skull and encircling this image is the frame of a serpent devouring its own tail. Outside of the snake, in the top corners of the image, are a pair of cherubic angels. In the bottom corners, a pair of bats. Above it all is an hourglass bookended by a pair of bones. This is a stone that I need to see in person. Number 9. Phipps Street Cemetery in Charlestown, Mass. The Phipps Street Burying Ground is one of Boston's seven 17th century burying grounds, dating from 1630. Just after settlement, Charlestown's founding fathers designated the land, later known as the Phipps Street Burying Ground, as the town burying place. Among the earliest burials were soldiers who fought in King Philip's War. Many contributors to the growth of our nation are also buried here, including John Harvard, founder of Harvard College, Nathaniel Gorham, a signer of the Constitution, and Thomas Beecher, one of the first settlers of the Massachusetts Bay Colony. The Phipps Street Burying Ground is highly unique in that the gravestones have remained in their original configuration, avoiding the rearranging campaigns of the 19th century. Number 8. Point of Graves, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Another historic cemetery, this graveyard was first recognized as a burial ground in 1671. Captain John Pickering donated some of his land forever unto the use of a burying place. The earliest readable gravestone in this burial ground is dated at 1684 and marks the resting place of John Haughty. It is also host to a number of strange tales. Many a visitor to the old cemetery has stated that footfalls have been heard following closely behind and a feeling of some unearthly presence has also been imminent. Number 7, Greenwood Cemetery, New York City. This 1838 cemetery boasts National Historic Landmark status, in part because it's where the Battle of Long Island was fought in 1776. It clocks in at an enormous 478 acres, complete with several ponds, a lake, a glorious view of the Statue of Liberty, and thousands of historic monuments. It also contains the graves of Leonard Bernstein, Horace Greeley, and inventor Elias Howe, among others. Number 6. St. Louis Cemetery No. 1, New Orleans. Established in 1789, Cemetery No. 1 has only above-ground tombs due to its water table. Its whitewashed crypts, topped with mournful statues and surrounded by wrought iron gates, have a ghostly beauty that has been captured on film, most famously in Easy Rider. The cemetery is a stop on the Louisiana African American Heritage Trail, and while it's primarily a Catholic burial place, it has a section for others too. The most notable resident here is voodoo priestess Marie Laveau, whose remains are believed to be in the Glapian tomb. Her tomb is one of the most visited in the United States, second only to Elvis Presley. So that concludes the top half of my list. 
Tune in next month to hear the remaining five cemeteries on my cemetery bucket list. All right. Wow, that was yeah. interesting. Well, it's half of it, so you get the other half next month. Oh, whether they want to or not. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd have to sit here for 10 minutes and listen to it, and that was just far, far too long. So So, are you serious about going to some of those places? Absolutely. That would be kind of neat. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, that's why everybody has a bucket list, right? 470 acres. Oh, I know. I need more. You do that in a lifetime. <laughs> just anyway, through it. Yeah. Anyways, tomorrow, by the way, McDonald's will be giving out to lucky people a bottle of their special sauce. If you go on the internet and... I like this special sauce. Ew. The Big Mac. Gross. McDonald's is gross. Wait a minute. It's oh, McDonald's gross, kids. Now we lost our Come on, are they? No. Big Mac, Every come on. The room is going, no. <laughs> oh, okay, right. so. We need to introduce our desk. All right, no so one cares on. about McDonald's. I do. I'm hungry. All right, so, so the uh, six kids, seven kids in this room, yeah, I'll say one. yes, but whatever. The big kid. All right. Can right. you introduce our guest, please? Oh, sure. Thank All you. right, let's introduce someone this time who was the original co-host of Ghost Chronicles. Yes, she was. Right. Yeah. And uh, she's also uh, penned a couple of books with me, Ghost Chronicles and Ghost Today, which we've read on the show several yes, times, stories from Ghost Today. And we read uh, a really gross one in the last episode. Yeah, that was neat. But anyways. I like that one, the boiled milk. No. See, don't get me going. Boiled, Squirrel. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So anyways, and she's also uh, a trans medium and a psychic and has worked with me on many investigations. Uh, and so without further ado, let me introduce to you Maureen Wood. Yes. Hey, how are you? Hi. And I never thanked you. Thank you very much, Ann, for saving me. I rescued you. You did. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, you know, Ron and I. You know, I went we, through a lot of them before I, I got in, you know. Yeah. Well, she still saved me. Oh. Thank you. I never you're said it. Welcome. Okay. Do you remember Gail? Gail was my co-host for a while. Gail, Gail uh, from uh, WNDS. Oh, yes. What was her last name? Gail. She didn't last very long with you, though, did she? Well. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's, I don't know. You know it's like the I'm host. kidding. I'm what kidding, Juana. It's happened? been great work with you for years. Like, like all the hosts are going with the international show. I've gone through a trillion of them. Except for Steve. Steve has been held he's, on. He's, so anyways. he's only because Steve's tenacious. Like no, he doesn't know any better. All in good humor, all in good fun. Just kidding. So anyways, <laughs> we, we are limited because we want to talk about rooms tonight, which okay. is always a cool subject. And also, um, we have paranormal news. And I have my list of uh, signs from loved ones. Oh, the, boy, another list. Yeah, so... Uh, I bet you're all excited. Right. Well, how can you tell if your loved ones are con getting trying to contact you? Okay. So that'll be later right. on at the end of the show. At least it's signs and not underwear, so that's good. <laughs> or relics. It fits. Or, or, relics. or relics. So anyways, um, I put this call out on the Internet, on our Facebook page, about does anybody have runes or know how to do runes and, mm -hmm. and when they come on the show well I got busy I never checked it and then next thing I know I received a phone call from Maureen I've worked with Maureen for like a hundred years <laughs> and uh, I never knew she did the runes I'll so, tell you everything evidently <laughs> so you know things say stay hidden hmm. right so anyways um, let's go into it what okay. the hell are runes what are runes mm -hmm. well Runes are a way to actually know yourself better. So think of it this way, what? right? 
Well, when you cast runes, runes are... Well, what are runes to start I'm with? I'm going to tell you. Okay, well, you're telling casting runes. It's the alphabet. And, in yeah. fact, it started back... For me, I followed more the Viking set. Mm -hmm. okay. But back in time, they called it Futhak. Excuse so me? Futhak. That yeah. was the... Same you. Futhak. That, no, I'm not swearing at you. <laughs> um, but that was the basic alphabet. And that was a way of, let's say, communicating. They might take... Stones, like you have right there, right. Ron. They would take stones, twigs. They would mark on symbols on them. And then those symbols, they would have a, someone ask a question, and they would cast those stones on a piece of white cloth, mm -hmm. and they would foretell what's going on right now. So it's really not so much future or you know past, although you can use them that way. Mm -hmm. But they really sometimes would just read what's present. So if the Vikings were going to go to war, mm -hmm. and they wanted to know if they were going to sail today, if the weather was going to be good for them. So they would mm -hmm. cast the runes to find out. Oh, so like oh. early weather report. Well, not necessarily <laughs> weather okay. report, but questions they might and have. And you can see some of the symbols on the room on our backdrop here at the uh, Ghost Chronicles set. Uh, Tenaciously set up by uh, Russ <laughs> and, and uh, her. And, and, and her. And right. Okay. So he already forgot. He forgets. Yeah. yeah. How, how so long? So, anyways, right. <laughs> what, what do we do with these rooms? I mean, I got a whole bag of them that somebody gave me. I probably told them it was haunted, and they gave them to me. Probably. But, you know, yes. I, I I really don't know what to do with them. To be honest with you, uh, I have them. You know, to me, they look like Scrabble tiles. Well, actually, I was just saying earlier, I liked yours a little bit better because there's more intention in them. They're hand-painted on oh, stones, yeah. and yeah. there's someone made them personally. Mine I've had for 20-something years, but they're just pieces of clay or, you know, that have been with the symbols on top of them. So I personally mm -hmm. like yours a little bit. I, I will say I feel bad because I'm a little lazy, I guess, because I wanted to make my own and never got around to it. <laughs> yeah. so, Me too. Um, well, be a lot but... For what you do, let me tell you how I use them. So I've done read, many readings. I do tower readings for people. Yeah. And there's many ways to read runes. You could read them and cast them like the ancients did. Mm -hmm. Okay? So you could take your the whole bag of stones. You take or, the whole bag? Well, it could take a, quite a while. But, yes, you'd take the whole bag of stones and have it in a cup, and you would toss them onto the table. So then I'm going to do that. All right. So Pretty crappy, but what, I lost them anyways. Well, see, now you just messed it up. Oh, no, I have to Put clip them Put them back in the bag. <laughs> Big surprise. Like um, work, for God's sakes. Here's the thing, because what are you doing? You are hitting, touching the runes because you want to turn them over, right? Yes, you yes. don't do that. Oh. What happens is the well, ones that actually, well, because you didn't give me a chance. Well, I'm going to let Ian do it then, because right. I can't do so, it properly. Uh, shake them up. And actually, if you have something you want to ask, Ian, that don't say it out loud, okay. but think about what you want to ask. Right. Okay. All right. And then when you, you can release the stones onto the table gently. You can toss them, but not throw them off the table. How's okay. that? Okay. How's that? You so the stones. I didn't break one. It's a piece lint. of it It's lint. It's lint. It's lint from the bag that you I put out there on. <laughs> All right. So just as, so you understand, when you're looking at them, there are stones that are turned upside down. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then there are stones that are face up. Correct? Mm -hmm. Right. So the ones that are face up are the ones that we really care about right oh, now. Okay. So we, the one is, it, is it possible we can get a little close up on, on uh, the stones? We don't mind if we get cut out, seriously, but if we can, it would be good. If you can't, that's fine. We understand it. But anyways, continue. Continue. Okay. So when I'm, which is interesting, because mm -hmm. when I'm looking at the stones, what you want to do is, first of all, there's many ways to read them. Okay. But what I would read them is actually starting from the center. So which ones gathered in the center? And you want to look for the ones that are face up 
so that you see the symbolism. Okay? Okay. Mm -hmm. So what I'm looking at here is I'm seeing this one is for growth, the B. You can see there's a B on the stone. Okay. So that tells me there's a time of growth for you. And the other part is you're looking to grow more. You're looking for more adventures in your life. You're looking to do a little bit more, Actually, break outside the box. A Shush. Ouch. Hit him. Thank you. See, you I know I like you, Anne. I, I know I like you very much for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> you took over exactly <laughs> where I left off. Um, nice. The other part is the self, and that is focusing on the self, meaning you want, you need to lately pay more attention to yourself, and that's care for health. That's for a lot of different reasons, but that's because one, it seems like you're always on the go when you're running around crazy. Yeah. So the self is saying it's looking at your mirror image sometimes, looking at the person you are and what you need to do in your life to grow. Okay. Um, and I look at the other here, and you see that it. I'm just moving it aside so that mm -hmm. you can see a little bit better. So this one is, it's also, it seems like recently you're starting to think of what is it you do in your life that's a legacy you can leave behind. Okay. So it's something for you to do that's specifically for you okay. and to, to leave as you go. So what you start to do is you say, okay, I'm reading in the center. So which ones do I actually look at after that? So if they're farther away, it's a message, but it's not as close to you. It could be more in the distant future you know, or something that's coming up in the next few days. Okay. Um, so when I come out and I read around the edges, this one's interesting because I'm assuming that that is supposed to be the blank rune. There's one that's called the unknowable. Oh. And that's like, believe when you so get like that me. one, it means that it intensifies whatever is next to it. So the unknowable is in your life. So it's saying that because the unknowable is in your life, You'll, I'm glad this one's next to it close because it's joy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it means to tell them that there's good opportunities coming your way, a lot more. Oh, great. All right. Okay. Um, awesome. This, The other ones are breakthroughs. So, like, you've worked very hard. You, you constantly work, but you're like, when's it going to get better? When am I going to reach <laughs> that pinnacle of where I want to be? Okay. Um, and that saying here, well, right next to breakthrough is harvest. So, hey, have a little more patience because as you're working, it's going to now come into your life. It's time to reap the benefits. I will harvest what I sow. And you will harvest what you sow. And coming out on the side is strength. So you have the one that actually... I don't know if you can see it, but this actually represents strength. So each one of these have different symbolism, and mm -hmm. when you look at those symbolisms, they have that certain meaning to it. Mm -hmm. But again, it's it's it could be spiritual, it could be more physical, like a movement doesn't mean you have one that's here as movement, changing and bettering of a situation, but it can also mean inside personally, not necessarily like moving a home or a residence. Right. Okay. okay. Great. Okay. All right. So All right. Very how, how can one learn what each of these symbols mean? I mean, you did a nice reading there, mm -hmm. but say if I don't know anything like it, but I, like I am now, I don't know anything about it. How can I learn these symbols? To be honest, there's great books out there, and mm -hmm. I, you can go on YouTube. You can see a lot of different training, little snippets of seminars to learn it. Oh, cool. The best thing that I would recommend someone to do is to take each of those you know, stones or those symbols and memorize at least the symbols to get an understanding. And you have to start fitting to them together like a puzzle. Oh, okay. So just like doing a tarot reading, when mm -hmm. you're reading, it depends on which one is next to it, right? So when you're reading it, they actually start fitting together and they form a story. So it's when they begin to form a story is when you start understanding how to do the readings a little bit better. I see. That's cool. All right. All right. All right, and so you picked those I up. 
Okay. Um, and there's, you know, there's ways I mentioned tarot cards. Mm -hmm. When I read tarot uh, cards for people, I'll generally actually at the end, I'll have them pull three runes. So what those three runes will do, it's kind of that, you know, embodies what happened with during the reading. And then when they get the reading and they see that there's comparisons that are the similar, mm -hmm. and similarities from the reading to going through the runes, they have a more understanding that, yes, this is actually, this is for me. So I'm not the one telling them. They're actually going in, pulling from the bag, pulling the runes themselves. And I can even hand them books if I want and say, read what this says. I'm not telling you something that's so, not true. Oh, that's neat. So can you do, you know, like a tarot card, mm -hmm. can you do like three card readings and yep, stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So if we had someone from our audience here <laughs> come up and really? volunteer. <laughs> we don't need anybody, Mike. All right. So okay. just come up. Come on up. Come on up. Come on up. All right. That's okay. Come on. Here. So take in the bag. Reach in and Wait, pull. Does she have to think of a question or anything now, or are you just doing a straight cold reading? If you want to think of something, you can. If there's Is something it like specific. Yes or no questions. Or? Uh, sometimes, but just pull three of them. All right. All right. Give them to you. No, put All them right. down. Oh, that's right. Leave it. No, no, yep. no, 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 no. Yep. Put it out. Leave it out. Yep. Leave it out. <laughs> When anything ever shows up, yep. you want to make sure we leave it out. Come over this side. Yeah. So there you go. You see. So kind of kneel see. down there a little bit. Go. So there, there you go. go. There you go. All right. All right. So this one is interesting. This is the self as well. It means that you need to stop paying a little bit more attention to yourself mm -hmm. and to actually take time before you make rash decisions. Okay? Because you always attend to go do things too quickly. The kids, what do you right? want? No, <laughs> well, no, but now is the time in certain situations. If you have a question, you need to stop paying attention if you think about it a little bit. Use some logic. Sounds like me. And stop just reacting to emotion, right? Um, the other one is telling you that balance. You need to find a little bit more balance because it's all play and no um, work. Yeah, study or whatever yeah. you're working on, you could take a little more time to focus on that, and that could be part of the self as well. Mm -hmm. All right. And this is partnerships, which tells me relationship could be the coming. Ooh. So, or Wait, working do, on the do relationship. Do you have a significant other now? I do, yeah. yeah. Um, did you go through a change recently where things have improved? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. So you have a relationship that's partnership with some form is at hand. And so usually it's the partnership has gotten a little closer than it was previously. So there's some changes that went on. Um, and the other part is this is um, can be prosperity, but it's legacy, meaning it can be land, it can be, um, you know, something that you gain. So it could be something given to you that you receive, and that comes up shortly. Okay? Yeah. Awesome. So you never know. what. Um, and are there any questions on what that is? No, that's. Pretty cool. <laughs> All right, what's your name? Cat. Cat, thank you so much for thank coming you. up. Thank yep, you. Thank you. All right. All right, so. that was cool. That was nice. <laughs> so, so, I mean, these are kind of fun things, right? Yeah, they are fun. Yeah, yeah. I've never, I never ever knew that this was like a, a reading mm -hmm. tool. Mm -hmm. So, so what did you think they were? That's, that's very, I, I had no idea. Well, all right. Here's my only experience with runes, and I'm going to bring this up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I didn't know that there was like, uh, I, I don't know, I just didn't know anything about them. So I thought they were just symbols, mm -hmm. I guess. Oh, they are. Um, and mm -hmm. they are. But I, I bought these um, little charms at a craft fair from a gentleman who used to do metalworking mm -hmm. years ago 
and uh, so I brought I, I said which which one means protection I think it was protection and good luck mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's what these say and actually that's good because they do the ones that we have right here so you see that there is a like one straight line mm-hmm. with almost like a fork or a tree branch yeah, that goes like up. To me, yeah. That's actually the symbol of the elk. So okay. they would think of it like the horns of the elk, and that's protective. Okay. So that's your protection. Oh, oh great. Okay. Good. Right. I was going to say something else. No, yeah, not that. Okay. Um, and the <laughs> the other part is more, this is just like we just received a minute ago, so that is partnership. Oh. So this is the partnership. It, there's a, it's got a few different meanings, but oh, it's okay. partnership at some hand. It's actually with the divine. It's spiritual. Oh, right. So there's a lot of different connotations to it. And meanings. Okay. Yep. Oh, all right. Okay. So this one, and this is the protection. And that's the protection. That it, this is mine. This is my little, um, this is my necklace that I wear when I'm investigating. Really? And um, so I have some gemstones on it. Uh, crystal, excuse me, my grandmother's wedding ring um and then my little protective room <coughs> so where is it where is it what hmm. what mansion oh the the saint benedict yes he's home i wear him <laughs> you, you know, him home? I, I wear him too no i wear him too and uh ron yes ron you remember everything I was ron bought me a saint benedict medal at the hooten mansion when we we're in from darkness dave from darkness dave oh, there you go <laughs> and um i actually wear saint benedict by himself all the time because uh-huh. i like the necklace mm-hmm. and it's i have it on, i put it on a leather cord so I wear. Them. I, I, I wear thought you. I thought you would like that. dump them or something. No, no, you know, no, 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 no. Sort of like so, Saint Anthony. Who's, who's the one that used to uh, protect the car drivers that got booted? Oh, uh, yeah. Was Saint it Saint Anthony? Anthony? No, Saint Anthony. Anthony. You look for lost item. What was it? Who was the one that? Oh my uh, God! Anybody? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, then. And this was this was one, who one that I put together for my husband, wow. and he stopped coming with me, investigating with me. So uh. I stole it. So anyways, so I I wanted to make sure, like, you know how they talk about those Japanese symbols that get tattooed on people? That's incorrect and totally wrong. They never mean what they're supposed to mean. Really? (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to check these out. Yeah. Yeah. They mean, like, you know, they're supposed to be, you know, peace and love and joy. And it means, like, (laughs) cheeseburgers and French fries and whatever. Or something worse. So that's that's (laughs) really cool. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. That's something worse. But... So how did you come to start using the runes in your in your in your readings? In the readings? Yeah. It's a good question. Actually for me, I was doing readings for many years and then just decided, you know, I'm always open to try to learn new new different forms of energy work and mm-hmm. um, just decided one day to pick up the runes and then I started using them and when I began noticing the synchronicity that people would be so surprised when they were done the reading because it made sense to them. And then when they picked the runes, they thought, wow, it was a double whammy, which I thought was nice because and uh, important because it helped with validation to say at least I was on track. And I, I think of it as being on a radio dial. So you're tuning in, you're able to connect to that person and their energy level and what they need and mm-hmm. something to help them heal and so forth. So to me, these are something that also helps someone heal. You can use them every day. Mm-hmm. You can pull a rune a day for yourself. You can do something. I wouldn't want to ruin my day. Uh, funny. Uh, <laughs> um, just so you know, too, there's things you can do, like, for instance, so you did what's, what am I working with right now? 
you know, what is a challenge that I'm facing. You can do whatever question, oh, excuse me, that you want. Uh, what, you know, what is my best um, position to be in? What so do I need to do? So you just said three things. What, what do those symbols mean? That you These just ones? So this one, again, is partnership. So for me, it's beginning to work with others in a different way, which makes sense because we started coming back and working together a little bit. Yep. That's true. Um, and here, it's like, what are some of the challenges for me is finding balance. Oh, I thought that was me in there. It's a breakthrough, but it's also finding balance challenges. to get to that. Well, that too. Mm. You got a good point, Ron. Um, and growth. You know, I have to look through growth to come up. And this one I, is one of my favorites, by the way. This, but for those who can't see it, it's an arrow. It's a, sorry. <laughs> it's an arrow, and it means paying attention, being focusing in one direction, but it also was something that was painted on all the shields of warriors because oh. that was the protection, too. So that was like a warrior symbol. Mm -hmm. So, so having the arrow. the shield the right, uh, right way. Well, it's like, like the Norse gods, you know. Yeah. They would have this, these painted mm -hmm. yeah, on their shields. Yeah, upside down. Right. It's going down rather than up. Well, right. True, right? True. There are some that, by the way, and that's a good thing to bring up, Ron. I'm surprised I said that, but <laughs> it's good to bring up because there are some that have reverse and there are some that do not. And the reason why they don't, for instance, there was one in your reading that was just an eye is what it looked like, is one eye. Mm -hmm. um, and that one, no matter if you flip it upside down or you mm -hmm. put it right side up, means the same thing, mm -hmm. right? Okay. So, so. Yeah. Okay. Because tarot is like that too. Some, yeah. Some people. Well, read to that some way. people, some people not do does. not do that. Yeah. They, they don't care which way the card's turned over. Some people Correct. read it, note the card for the card, no Correct. matter which way it's turned. Yeah. And other people will say, yes, that means a difference. Mm -hmm. But I was going to ask you, and this goes back to your cemetery trip, and again, is a lot of times you uh, uh, have the images of the finger pointing up to heaven, right? Yeah. And there's also ones that point down. Sometimes, yeah. So what what is the symbols of each of those? Well, usually um, when you see the the hand pointing up, and yep. sometimes you'll actually there's just one finger pointing up, yep. and sometimes there'll be two. If there's two, it means they were a member of the clergy. Okay. Um, if you just have the one pointing up, it just means you know you're going home. It, it's you're going to heaven. Right. I mean, it's it's very literal translation. Translation. Okay. Um, sometimes you'll see a hand, and it doesn't point directly down. Oh, usually. I have. Have you seen one pointing down? I, I actually have a picture of me on uh, the, the one of the Facebook pages up in New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. On the gravestone, there's one finger that's pointing up, and there's the other one that's pointing down. Hmm. I don't think I've ever seen one pointing directly down. Really? I've seen uh, a hand pointing from the skies, which is always, it's the hand of God. Um, oh, yeah, right. Com yeah, exactly. Pointing down. Yeah. Uh, but usually it's pointing towards... Um, I was wondering if that symbolism like is the same. If you take the same, it's, it's the same thing in going direction-wise, mm. only you turn it down like, hey, you're mm. going to hell. No, you're I, I really, <laughs> I'd like to think no one's going to put that on anyone's gravestone. Well, uh, you never know. That's what I always say. I, I, that's not... That's why I'm thinking I'm not, not getting a gravestone. Mean. It would not, no. <laughs> Yeah, no. We'll see. It doesn't work that way. It's interesting you guys, that you bring up as far as, you know, having symbols, the symbolism. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and one thing that's interesting is, I don't think they even knew it, but in the 1960s, as part of the, you know, the movement against war, what did they have for a symbol? Peace. Well, yeah. Can I use your paper for a Sure. Cost your dime. All right. But just, well, it's already partner written. Okay. So you had the circle on the outside, right? But what did you have in the inside? 
Oh, right. What do you see? That so that's that protection, mm -hmm. right? That's that elk symbol. Right. Right. So they don't even know. Sometimes the symbolism is there, and it's in our subconscious, and we're actually tapping into that, right. but we don't even understand that there is a meaning. It came ancient times that's been there. And we can always go back to the pentagram. And one way it is protection, and the other way is satanic. Correct. Right. Mm -hmm. So once yeah. again, it's the same symbol, exactly the same symbol. It's right. just the way how it's, it's, how it's, it's portrayed. It's, yeah, turned. But anyways, I know we got the news coming up soon. So uh, before we do that, let's continue with this a little bit and uh, go on. Uh, can I see those? These are a nice. Sure. So yeah, can I have the bag, please? You certainly can. Uh, you want to switch? Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. So in regards to questions and uh, the way that they happen, like, for instance, these are your runes, right? Correct. Okay. Is your energy in them, or do you like, would you let someone else handle the runes? Does that impart their energy on it? How does that work? You know, some people won't let their tarot cards be touched by anybody, and then they have to Correct. cleanse. And, and I'm not one of those people. Yes, I know. That. <laughs> um, so, so that being said, yeah. I agree with you. There are people that do that, but again, that's their process and that's their belief mm -hmm. system um, I don't believe that it causes any issues to me to have your energy on it helps during a reading because I'm able to tap into that energy a little bit more mm -hmm. um, so all I would do is when you're done I would then you know like tap them three times or work with it to cleanse that energy so that now they're mine again mm -hmm. so I don't mind people touching them mm -hmm. that's okay right well no. because you let you know, you let Cat or whoever. I know we're going to have the news, out of the news up exactly. next, so hopefully so. we can get this straightened out. But um, <laughs> Oh, that's right. <laughs> the, no, that's all right. No, I mean, I, I, the news is coming, but uh, we, uh, we have so many unique ways of divination, uh, for instance. We have, uh, you know, tarot cards. Mm -hmm. We have, uh, what else do we have that we use? Uh, God, I can't just do a blank. About <laughs> Pendulums. Pendulums, right, right. for talking. Yeah, now, you talked about cards. that, too. Right, no, no, and we, I didn't bring it out. You yeah. didn't bring that out. But you brought your pendulum here, and before we go to the news... Um, take, a, take a handful out and just put them out okay. on the table. Right. How's that? That's what I was trying to figure out, if you would demonstrate, because this is something that's interesting, too. Okay, so notice on yours, yep. you have... Uh, solo sun, you're seeking after wholeness as a spiritual warrior. Um, um, so that's what yours is. But you have three of them that are upside down. Yes, so I this do. This is a perfect that's example for the pendulum. Oh, great. So basically, with the, if you have them upside down and you're reading the ancient way, mm -hmm. one of the ways you might say um, is, is this a message that I need to pay attention to? So please no, notice there's a little bit movement. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we try another one. So is this a message that I need to listen to? And this one is a lot more, correct? Right. So now we'll do it to this one. Is this a message? Oh, Not nope. as much, right? So right. this one, again, oh, this is yeah. legacy, that you're working on a legacy in your life, and to be someone who's totally you, legacy you want to leave something him. of yourself behind. He's always totally him. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> we, can't, we can't hide the Ronism. So that, so that was, the message was, I mean, you had four stones there, three correct. of them turned upside down. And... Uh, that was the one because it had the most movement. Correct. Right. See, so this is a, another instance, for instance, like the, the cards. I mean, somebody will also, they'll say, can you shuffle uh, the cards and give me three cards? And they'll drop one on the floor or something. Uh, mm -hmm. And once again, 
a lot of people will think that's an important card and they'll, they'll pick it up. So uh -huh. is it kind of like that or is it? Similar. And to me, that is, a, you know, I do go by that it is an important card and believe that you should take the card because, you know, the energy that you're working with on the card, your personal energy, and maybe you're working with guides at the time or you mm -hmm. have some information that's meant to come out. Um, and to ensure that it's going to come out, there are times the cards will just fall and I'll just grab the cards to be able to see that. Just like, um, I'm sorry, what? This young lady's Cat. name was Cat. Cat. When she came up, she had one extra. So it was right. like, oh, make sure you right. put that exactly. one down because right. there could potentially be a meeting. We don't want to lose that information. Oh. Yeah, I, I agree with okay. you that, too. That, that, that's the, the flow of the universe telling you you've got to take this. <coughs> Excuse me. Correct. Maybe that's the flow of the universe trying to change. <laughs> <laughs> my legacy might end up right here. Oh, yeah, right now. Dead on the set. Right on air. Right mm. on air. Anyway. So this is all kind of cool stuff, and we got the news coming up, and then we're going to go on to signs from loved ones who pass, who you and I have talked about quite a bit. In fact, we you, have, you've yeah. taught me a lot about uh, signs and so forth. So, <coughs> excuse so me. we want to roll on into the power news now, and then we'll come back and and talk some more. All right. Okay. So can we roll the power news? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Yes. Welcome to Paranormal News. I have four stories to show uh, to tell you this evening. The first one is about groundbreaking UFO video released by Chilean Navy. The exceptional nine-minute Navy video of the white, flat, elongated, oval-shaped UFO displaying highly unusual behavior was studied by Chilean authorities for the last two years and is now being released to the public. The Chilean government agency which investigates UFOs or unidentified aerial phenomena has been in charge of the investigation and always makes cases public when an investigation is complete. The agency has committees of public experts, technicians, and academics from many disciplines, and none of them have been able to explain the strange flying object that was captured on November 11, 2014 by two experienced Navy officers, a captain and a technician from a helicopter. General Ricardo Bermudez uh, states, we don't know what it is, but we do know what it's not. The second story is about San Francisco being built on buried ships of the gold rush. Much of downtown San Francisco was built on a landfill containing sunken ships abandoned at the time of the gold rush. During the gold rush of 1849 and 1850, the fastest way to get to the gold fields was to travel by boat. During the summer of 1850, records show that there were more than 500 boats anchored in the area, and most crews and pa passengers would abandon them, many left to rot, to make their way to the gold fields. Many, some boats were converted to jails, store ships, hotels, and even saloons. Throughout the years, the sites of these old ships were uncovered when making way for new buildings or the San Francisco subway system. If a buried ship was found, it was often looted of coins, 
sealed champagne and whiskey bottles, nautical equipment, and other antiques that were left inside. My third story is about a huge Ouija board makes Guinness World Records. The largest Ouija board measure, measures 1,302.54 square feet, achieved by Blair Murphy and Team Grand Midway in Winbur, Pennsylvania, USA, on the 28th of October, 2016. The organization's website stated, the Ouija board was uh, created on the roof of the Grand Midway Hotel, whose haunted reputation contri contributed to the inspiration of the record attempt. The 44 by 29 foot board requires a 10 foot planchette or pointer build of wood and placed on swivel wheels for movement across the board. William Fold patented the Ouija board in 1892 after taking over the original manufacturer and changing it the name to the Ouija, board, Ouija Novelty Company. He died on February 24, 1927, when he fell while overseeing a flagpole on top of a three-story building in Baltimore. The company was purchased by Parker Brothers in 1966. My final story will, is a Paris cinema spotlight on the boy that was released last year. Every child needs to feel loved. Greta, a young American woman, takes a job as a nanny for a young boy in an English village. Upon her arrival, she discovers that the child is actually a life-size doll that the parents have been using as a coping mechanism since the death of their eight-year-old son two decades earlier. After an initial shock wears off, Greta decides to stay and work for the couple. But when she breaks a few strictly enforced rules of their son's care, a series of disturbing and inexplicable events make her believe that the doll is actually alive. Now my review Despite the game efforts of the cast of this scary doll horror flick that may be creepy and clever at times, this tipid horror opus is never scary enough to overcome its silly premise. I give it 2 out of 5 on the K2 meter, which means if you're interested, watch it, but other than that, I wouldn't give it a whirl. And lastly... I would like to give my ode to Mary Tyler Moore. She died today at age 80 from the Dick Van Dyke Show, the Mary Tyler Moore Show, show and her award-winning role in the Best Picture, uh, Ordinary People. She was remembered for her iconic smile. You made it, Mary. All right. There we go. Thank you, Nate. That was Mary interesting. Mary Tyler Moore. I loved her. Whatever. She's awesome. We all end up that way. <laughs> this is true. Some of us sooner than you others. You gotta go. You gotta go. It's just the way it is. Interesting story. Uh, Nate talked about the ships in San Francisco, I believe it was. Yeah. There are reports uh, of the subway actually being, goes right through some of those ships. Oh, that's cool. And, well, even cooler is that they've seen ghost sailors uh in the subway. Ooh, it's just like a Disney ride. <laughs> exactly. Ooh, the haunted, like the haunted mansion, right? Yeah, the haunted, I know, right? Metro ride. Kind of like Pirates of the Caribbean, right? I know, isn't that cool? <laughs> yo, but that's, oh, yeah, yo, I, ho. So a little, whatever. <laughs> anyway. So, 
Are we going to do your list now? Yes, we're doing my list now. Okay, I'm waiting to hear that. I'm waiting on bated breath. Oh, no. Did I just say this? Yeah, these are signs for loved ones who pass. And and this is, and I'm sure, Maureen, you have had this question. People will say, you know, my husband died, my wife died, or my mother died. And, you know, I, I think she's there, but... How do I get a sign? How do I know she's there? Mm-hmm. And and so these are some of the signs that she is there or he is there. So anyways, sign number one, dreams. Sign number one. Can we have the pick for thank you very much? Dreams. <laughs> this is the most common way of uh, visitation for those who have passed. Um According to this, it says they, it varies from regular dreams in that a lot of times the uh, person who has passed will have a a glow about them uh, versus just regular dreams. Uh, is that what your thought is as well? Or more more in color, more you know memorable, more vivid, more vivid. Yeah, yeah. great, good point. And sometimes they will leave a, a message with you, or just they just basically want to know let you know that they're okay. Correct. Uh, yeah. As well. Yeah. In fact, uh, okay. So can we have uh, number two? This is number two sign. And this is oh, she's gorgeous. Oh. <laughs> Don't lose train of thought. Sensing. Squirrel. Right off the rails. Yeah. Squirrel. Oh. <laughs> sensing. Many people report sensing a presence. They mm-hmm. just feel their loved one is there. Um, they might feel a, a shift of like energy or something, that, but something they know in the atmosphere is different. Right, or the little hairs on the back of the neck stand out, yep, that's more pressure around them. Yeah, right. exactly. And uh, that's because uh, although they're, they're not there and they have the ability to shift uh, physical uh, form in, in the ethernet. Ain't the world, whatever it is. Ethernet. Ethernet? Yeah, the That's Ethernet. networking. That's Same not thing. even. You're close. What do you mean? Anyway. When you die, you go into the Ethernet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Greater consciousness? Isn't that the no. CPU? No. Oh, the mainframe? Not Ethernet. Oh, no, no. Well, actually, you know what? Okay, it does it, matter. It yeah, does yeah, matter. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll give you that. Okay. All right. All right. Number three. Number three. Number three. Number three is touch. Ah. Touch. And... A lot of people have told me this. They'll feel uh, like a brush on their hair, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, they'll say, you know, I was doing the dishes and, and I felt my hair being touched while I was doing the dishes. Or even a hug. People have actually felt like someone was hugging them. Uh, I felt my dead dog poking poking his nose into my knee. See? You know, See? see that's, that's what we're talking I've about. I've gotten here. a kiss on my cheek. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Or touching their hand, yeah. right? They'll, they'll, they'll look and there's, there's nothing really there. That's someone who touched yep. them. So um, touch is another way of, of someone who has passed letting them know. Um, number four in the, on the list is cigar? smell. Oh, smell. smell. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Cigar smoke. Cigar smoke <laughs> is, is well, cigarettes. That was my father. Yeah. And oh, that was, wow. yeah. oh, that's something you don't forget. Yep. The yeah. smell. Yeah. And uh, perfume, a special mm-hmm. perfume. And, and uh, investigating, you have noticed that before. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, definitely. I re- oh, yes. <laughs> I remember in that uh, house you did. I think it was in East Bridgewater. Yeah. Where, where Mike Markowitz got that gunshot. Yeah. If you listen to that EVP, you can hear and distinctively say, "I know you had a candle there, but I smell something that's different." Right. Perfume. Yeah. yeah. 
So smell is, is very clear. Uh, might be a, a perfume that your mom wear or, or a cigars that your, your father smoked or, mm-hmm. or cigarettes or any of those. In fact, do you remember when we were on WNDS-TV and we had that uh, woman on, I can't, Adi. Oh, yes, and she said that she didn't she, believe she in didn't anything believe at all. At all. Yeah. I am an avid, I don't believe in any of that contact. Yeah. Yeah, she was interviewing us, and then <laughs> and then she started talking about her grand. I think it was her grandmother. She smelled perfume. Well, gee, I no. start smelling oh. perfume, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So that was uh, smell was away. So number five uh, on the signs that uh, <coughs> excuse me, a loved one is trying to get in touch with you is can you hear me now? Uh. <laughs> is hearing their voice. Mm-hmm. Now, have you ever heard that? heard of people hearing voices? No, you personally. Have you ever heard of the voice of a loved one that's fast? No. Yes. I have. Yes. I've heard my mother call my name. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That, that's not uncommon. Um, but also, uh, they, they'll, they'll hear it through, um, sometimes you'll, you'll swear you'll hear the fan or something, you'll hear, you hear your pers- loved one's past voice in it, but in dreams as well. You'll mm-hmm. hear voices and dream. Mm-hmm. And that's called um, clear audience and when you actually hear the voice. Uh, when we did an investigation at the, uh, the Victorian, the haunted Victorian, mm-hmm. and we set that whiskey up in, on the little glow oh, yeah, back. You, everybody yeah. heard the same thing, yeah, too. Everybody distinctly yeah. heard it. You know, this is, the guy was a boot, uh, drank bootleg liquor, and he was uh, a boozer. Mm-hmm. And so we had a good shot of Jack Daniels on there, and... Uh, I was talking to him. I says, this is really great. And it was in the wintertime, you know, how odor picks up, like if you could smell liquor. Mm-hmm. And we said, this smells really good. You can almost taste it, can't you? And we hear a very clear voice say, yeah. <laughs> so hearing voices is, is another way. Okay, number six on my list, please. Number six. There we go. What is that? That's a radio. A lot of people don't know what those are, you know, nowadays. They don't, do they have radios anymore? That's a little older one, right? Yeah, that's what I'm talking it's like about. It's a retro-looking one. Retro-looking, right. right. 1950s yeah. one. But it, this is uh, electrical activity, and this can occur in several ways. Uh, one is the spirit manipulating uh, the energy, so that, like TV, lights, or toys will start up uh, on their own. Um, also, cha- uh, the TV might change channels. To let mm-hmm. you know they're there. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, those are probably the most common thing. But uh, I've, you ever had that happen? Mm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And there's another one, and I know you have had this happen. What? Because I bet you if we asked everyone in this audience, uh, I bet you nine out of ten of them would say, You'd be listening to radio, and all of a sudden, you'd be thinking about someone, and that song will oh, come yes. on. That yes. song is associated right. with them. Definitely. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. th- so that's know, one of the si- That's a sign. That's but, a sign. Right. Mm-hmm. That spirits manipulates the thing. They may even change the channel. I've known people that mm-hmm. will go in the car, and they'll say, I don't ever put that country and western channel on, but there it is. And so That's really funny, because I got in my truck today, yeah. and a station came on, um, and I have XM radio. Serious, but it it came up on a like a disco. It was like a Studio Fifty Four, hmm. and I'm like, <laughs> what the heck? I don't I don't even have this programmed into my Sirius mm-hmm. XM. Why would that start playing? 
So there. Studio 54, what are they playing? Just curious, is it? Disco? Disco music. Yeah. <laughs> who, do, who do you know that's passed that was a disco fan? Anybody? Bee Gees. No, not well, off the top of my you. head. Yeah. No. Hmm. Not off the top of my head. I'll have to think You'll about think that. You'll think about that. Yeah. So that's that really, lot, really yeah. funny. That that never happened. That has see, never happened. See, a lot of times people or the spirits attempt to contact you, and they'll do it in ways like these we just talked about, mm-hmm. and we just kind of like shrug them off. You dismiss it. Yeah. And you dismiss it. Yeah. And oh, Marie told me this, and, and, and when I first met her, uh, she used to get messages on license plates. Oh, right. right. Yeah. 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 Very so interesting messages. Yeah. Yeah. Well, messages on license plate numbers. It could be going to a grocery store, going, and there's certain numbers that you get in a sequence that you just keep getting. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. when you see that, it's usually in its duplicates or um, triples, rather, like 444, 333. Yeah. And all of those different numbers have different meanings. Exactly. So right. It's like learning a new language, like we have runes. Okay. Right. Yeah. Number seven on my list, of course, is a phone call. Ah, yeah. Phone Phone call. Got that, yeah. So, uh, Cal Cooper, Uh of course, wrote the book, Phone Calls from the Dead. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that's one way people have actually gotten, gotten. Received. Received, thank you very much. (laughs) Received phone calls from from, uh, From people who have passed. And the the one that I found the most intriguing was... uh, Brian the Monk, who was a Franciscan monk that you and I worked with back in the day, mm-hmm. um, and Bob Cahill, who was the author of, of many ghost books, but also a sheriff of um, Salem. Salem, right. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brian had did, did uh, infrared photography with him, and uh, they became good friends, and Bob moved to Florida, and of course Brian moved to Arizona. And uh, one day he got a phone call from Bob, and he talked to him for about half an hour, he told me. And then his son talked to him after that. And then about a month later, he called uh, he called uh, his the number, and he got his wife. He says, hi, this is uh, Brian. Is, is Bob there? And uh, she says, oh, I'm sorry, but he died six months ago. <laughs> yeah. So he <laughs> so, had a yeah. conversation who would, with someone. And it's not uncommon. There, if you read uh, Cal Cooper's book, there are many, many uh, examples. Number eight, which is probably the, the largest way of communicating and requires a little bit. So can we have number eight, please? Money. Do we know uh, what that is? Coins. Yeah. What does that mean? Money. Pennies from Pennies heaven. Pennies from heaven. Pennies from heaven. That happens all the time. Exactly. But I want dollars. I mean, you know, <laughs> if you're going to leave it, leave dollars. Just saying. There are a lot of, these are, these are a lot of symbols that uh, will occur that the spirit tries to get your mm-hmm. attention. Pennies for him was another one. But there are also other things that you will see, small objects like feathers. You'll see a feather. Mm-hmm. That means might have been something to... Or butterflies or someone butterflies. associates it with that person who passed, and then they see that more often. Right. right. Stones, this particular stone, coins, feathers, small objects, animals, even animals, as you talked about, mm-hmm. ladybugs or... Right. Uh, Dragonflies or whatever. Dragonfly, of course, is as well. But it uh, can be all these things in uh, birds, certain birds. Mm-hmm. I, I know I've had people tell me about cardinals and uh, quite a bit. Yeah. So uh, that that's another way. But these are a little subtle. I mean, you look and you find a penny. You say, oh, I found a penny. But then, as you know, you find yes. them unusual places. Right. And places that... Hey, there was no penny there, but now there is. <laughs> I find quarters in the bathroom. See, really? you're getting a little yeah. more than a penny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, 
I we think Emily leaves us quarters. Exactly. So I'm like, why? Originally you know, like she was leaving. Places. Women. Originally she was leaving pennies. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So she's moved up. So you may see those. <laughs> you, you can see some of those Saskatchewan coins. Exactly. Oh, never mind. Get the dollar ones. The right. uh, Susan B's and the uh, Saskatchewan or whatever she is. <laughs> So anyways, uh, number nine on my list, and as we are running down the time, and that is, what the hell is that? I don't know. You put it on oh, yeah. Keys? Yeah. Keys? No, that's movement. Oh. Yeah, movement. Oh, movement. Yeah, Looks like some, keys to me, but anyway. Yeah, and you know why keys? Because of the uh, the Wyndham? No. Because okay, no. sometimes, <laughs> but that's a good point, actually, but sometimes you put an object down, and next thing you know, it's not there. Oh, yeah. And then it just turns up someplace else. Mm -hmm. Or it shows up back on the same place that it was that you couldn't find it. Okay. Yeah. And that's the spirit attempting to let you know that they're there. I actually had that happen yesterday. Oh. One of my favorite pendulums is now in the Ethernet. <laughs> Ethernet. In the Ethernet. Sorry. Yeah. Sucked right into the wall. <laughs> Spirinet. Ethernet. All right, wind us down. We're running out of time. Uh, we're not that round. Number 10 on my list is probably the Holy Grail, Demi Patrick Moore, Swayze. Patrick oh, Swayze. that's my favorite movie. Right, Patrick Swayze, which is, I believe is the closest to what the afterlife is really like to me anyways, what death is and all that. But that, of course, is Patrick Swayze. And, uh, and that is apparition, where you actually see someone who has mm. passed. And that... Uh, of course, is the number one haunting or sighting of ghosts is what they call crisis apparitions. Those who have just died, and they'll let you know that they're okay, or come back to show that um, you're that you're okay, and to they're let okay. them know that you're okay. Right? All right. That happened to my on. mom, who never believed in ghosts. So. Oh wow. So I guess that's it. Another show down the tubes. So. I know. Great. Well, well, this was fun. Thank you guys for it having me on. Fun. Yeah, I learned, it was fun. And I learned so much about runes, which, like I said, I and signs. Absolutely nothing. And signs. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Ron. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Runes and signs. There you go. <laughs> and next week we'll have pizza, right? Yeah. Next week we'll have pizza? Will we? Yeah, we won't be here. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So anyways, we want to thank everyone for listening, and who knows where that came from. And it's time to wrap it up, I guess. Or? It is. And thank you, everybody, for listening to our... 38th episode and we're uh, hoping to have many many more to come so until next month ocho. thank you to Maureen thank you very much and thank you all for listening and have a great night peace and light God bless to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.